Hi, and welcome to Book Club, a sales enablement pro podcast. I'm Olivia Fuller. Sales enablement is a constantly evolving space, and we're here to help professionals stay up to date on the latest trends and best practices so they can be more effective in their jobs. Creating relationships and memorable experiences for customers in a virtual environment is fundamentally different than how we connect in person. To truly communicate with credibility and influence, salespeople need to build their on-camera confidence. In her latest book, Look Me in the Eye, Julie Hansen shares best practices for engaging with an audience on screen. And I'm so excited to have Julie, who is also a returning guest of the show, back to talk to us a little bit about her new book. So with that, Julie, I would love if you could introduce yourself to our audience and tell us a little bit about the book. Absolutely. And it is great to be back, Olivia. Kind of come full circle here. Um, Yeah, so I am a sales trainer, sales coach. I work with a lot of sales teams on uh, presentation skills, demo skills, and uh, those customer-facing conversations. Uh, I started in sales and then I added on a second career as an actor. So I've had kind of those two career paths uh, most of my life. And I uh, really kept that up until I got got to be a manager. And I realized as I was working with new salespeople that I really used a lot of the skills that I learned as an actor and they were very well received. And I ended up starting my own business And uh, the book really evolved because I did that for many years and then the pandemic struck and suddenly I see everybody racing to be on camera and I'm thinking, oh my gosh, we're throwing tools and technology at these salespeople and they don't know how to talk to a camera. Like nobody knows that. And I realized that those are the skills I learned as an actor that, that, you know, we don't have in business and, and you don't even have naturally as an actor, you take classes to do that. And so I recognize that, oh my gosh, we're missing this really vital step. And um, so out of that came a, a video course by selling on video masterclass and uh, also the book, which was really a culmination of the working with a thousand salespeople over the, the course of the pandemic um, and just addressing the challenges and questions they had about being on, on video. And so I really tried to make it a guide to um, bridge that gap of knowledge about the subject. Mm, that's fantastic. And I think one of the things that really stood out to me while reading the book is that there's actually a lot of science behind building relationships and, and, having an effective interaction with a customer. And you break down some of the differences between building relationships on video versus in person in the book. And I'd really like to dive into that a little bit to start. So I'm hoping that you can tell us maybe a little bit about what is really missing in these video conversations today and, and how that impacts how people really are able to connect and develop relationships on camera. Yeah, it's a very important question that we seem to have skipped. (laughs) And we started with, okay, let's just turn on the camera. And can you see me? Can you hear me? Great, let's go. And what we've forgotten is there are certain qualities that are necessary for a relationship to develop, whether it's, you know, face-to-face or virtually. And those qualities are things like, um, you know, being credible, being authentic. We like to think the other person is interested in us beyond a transaction, Uh, They listen to us well, they're empathetic. And we take those for granted because most good salespeople have been honing these skills their entire life, right? 
what we don't realize is that once you're on camera, a lot of those qualities are either unobservable or miscommunicated, or the, the seller is engaging in some kind of behavior that, that is incongruent with those qualities. Um, I'll just give an example. For instance, in order to make someone feel like you're interested and you're actively listening to them, what do we usually do in person? Yeah, you'll you'll respond to them. Yeah, you respond to them, and you'll you'll be looking at them, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I mean, you rarely uh, if someone's if someone was pouring their heart out to you, and uh, you would rarely be looking at your phone, right? Or if yeah. you would, they would call you out and go, "Hey, I don't think you're paying attention." And yet, this is the type of behavior that we have deemed acceptable. We've deemed acceptable in business because it's just easier, right, to do that because we want to connect with that screen. But it doesn't read to your customer that they're that you're interested in them, that you are that you care about them, and that you're listening. And so that's just one example of the the ways that things are are miscommunicated on video. Uh, another thing is that when we are face to face, we actually have uh, we have science on our side because there's a chemical that helps us form a relationship. It's a, it's a, it's a hormone called oxytocin. And you may have heard it called the, the love hormone, which is, seems a little intense for sales, right? <laughs> uh, but it's, it's something that makes people feel good in your presence and comfortable with you and able to open up. And that hormone is actually released when someone makes direct eye contact with us or through physical communication, or even just, you know, sh seeing someone's hands can sometimes make us feel more trusting. Um, and as we know, there's so little, you know, eye contact taking place on video that, it, that it's very hard for these relationships to develop. We are letting our, we are forcing our words, our language to do all the work for us. And that's, that's just not practical. Because emotion, I mean, relationships are built on emotions, not logic. Mm. Yeah, definitely. And, and I'd like to dig into that eye contact piece a little bit more. I mean, obviously, that is the, the title of the book. It's all about how, how you're able to actually overcome those challenges that you mentioned and create that connection on screen. Um, but since, you know, being on camera and creating eye contact, that often means, you know, you're looking directly into your camera or you're looking at your computer screen. And, you know, that can, that can feel a little awkward for people. So um, I, I'd like to learn maybe what are some of the, the challenges that people might be experiencing in maintaining that eye contact over video? And what are some of your best practices for actually being able to overcome that? Yeah, it's one of the most counterintuitive things. And there's a lot of counterintuitive things about communicating on camera. And that is making eye contact. And, and the, the truth of the matter is how whatever we tell ourselves to be true, uh, the truth is your customer will not feel like you see them, hear them, or care about them if you're not looking at the camera. Not your screen, not your notes, not their ear, right? You can look at their eyes through the camera. And if you're not looking at the camera, there's a disconnect going on. Because when we're in person, if we, you and I were sitting across from each other face to face and you happen to glance at my glance down or glance at your hands or glance at my hands, I know you're still engaged because we have a shared environment. When you break connection with that camera, your customer doesn't know what you're looking at. And they're not going to assign 
the best motives to you, right? They're not your mother. They're not going to say, oh, well, she's probably looking at my screen. Uh, it's going to feel like you're being, uh, you know, unattentive. Uh, so it's very important. It's a, it's a very challenging skill. And I think we have made very light of it. And we've done a disservice to salespeople, like just saying, just go and, and uh, get on camera and talk to people. It's like, it is not a simple skill. I took uh, you know, weeks of on-camera acting classes to learn how to do it. And, you know, there's a whole process and I break it down in the book about, you know, being able to see that person in the camera, being able to visualize them, talk to them, because when you're an actor, oftentimes you're on a set and you're supposed to be having this dialogue with, you know, your scene partner who isn't even on the set that day. So you're just having it with the camera and it has to be dynamic and real and, and you have to be in the moment and thinking about talking to that person. So there is a way to see that person in your mind's eye, project them into the camera and have that type of conversation. Now, the, the challenge is that we want to read that body language, right? And that's what keeps drawing us down. And so certainly there's ways to uh, try to line up your camera, obviously, as close to that person's image as possible, which likely it's not going to be a perfect fit. And to start to rely on some of your other skills. And one of the most underrated skills that we don't take advantage of is our peripheral vision. So for example, if, you know, when I'm looking at the camera, I can see with my peripheral vision, just a few moments that you're nodding, right? You're nodding. Or if you're moving your head, or if there's some major change in expression, I don't have to break eye contact with the mm -hmm. camera every every two seconds. Um, so learning to use your peripheral vision more consciously is something I also talk about in the book because we've just relied on it, you know, when we're in traffic or something. It just kind of comes to the rescue once in a while, but it's actually a skill that we have. It's it's something that we can call into play. And that means we don't have to check in as much as we think we do. And so once you start to release yourself of relying so much on reading that body language by just looking at your screen, you're gonna be a lot freer on camera and you're gonna make your customer feel more connected. Uh, one thing I think that also is keeping people from, you know, really looking at the camera and using that these other skills is that we think we're gonna see something on screen that's really going to tell us something. And I challenge everyone to get on your next virtual meeting, look around at the audience and tell me what their faces say to you. Because 99% of the time, they will have this very plain, you know, what, what I call RBF, arresting business face, <laughs> right? Doesn't, doesn't give away an ounce of <laughs> intention or meaning or feeling. So we're trying to read something that is not there. And as I explained in the book, there are, you know, we're, we're trying to read body language in the same way we read it in face, in face-to-face -face interactions. But the truth is people have very different behavior when they're in front of a screen. We have what we call, you know, on-screen behavior, which is we've been trained when we get in front of a screen to get inside of a passive, you know, okay, what do you got? You know, just give me the popcorn and I'll watch, right? So people are not as expressive. They're very, they're very much closed. You know, occasionally have somebody that's that's way more expressive, but again, you'll you can catch that with your peripheral vision if it's meaningful. 
so understanding that there are a lot of differences on what, what matters and what we need to pay attention to on video is very important. I mean, certainly you want to check in, you know, when you start to see things in your peripheral vision that maybe are concerning, like if someone keeps, you know, looking distracted. Um, but we don't want to start, you know, glancing down all the time because that type of eye contact reads as being guilty or suspicious. Mm -hmm. So that does not help your credibility. Mm. Absolutely. You mentioned a few really important things there. And I think one of them is this notion of authenticity and really making sure that, you know, we're comfortable being genuine on screen and not kind of becoming uh, passive, as you mentioned, or, you know, acting differently than we would in a face-to-face -face conversation. Um, but, you know, you mentioned also that you've taken a lot of training on uh, how to talk on camera and that, you know, can feel unnatural for a lot of salespeople still today. So I'm curious uh, what some of your advice would be for, for how people can really build their confidence so that they can show up to these virtual meetings and be their authentic selves? Yeah, that's a, that's a great question. And, you know, first of all, speaking to a camera is an unnatural act. There is nothing natural about it. Nothing has really prepared us for this. And to approach it like it's no big deal and you don't have to change anything is sort of foolhardy because we are in a new medium. It is, you know, we are in an artificial environment and to communicate naturally in an, in, in an artificial environment is, is a challenge. There are certain things uh, we have to, what I call, you have to cheat for the camera on. Uh, and one of those cheats is making eye contact. And another cheat is learning to keep your movements within the frame. So you don't continually, you know, remind people you're in this artificial environment or move too fast and it, it doesn't read well and, and it makes you look nervous. Uh, and, and think about you, because it's, it, it doesn't feel natural at first, you know, people don't think, well, I don't want to do, I want to be myself. I want to be natural, but there are a lot of ways we've cheated for our audience in person. For instance, when we're presenting, we might turn ourselves a certain way so that people can also see the slide that doesn't feel terribly natural, <laughs> right? Or I'm, you know, I have to be bigger because I've got a bigger audience. So you know, I, I get that it's new, but it's not like we haven't learned new things before. We really need to learn these new, new um, behaviors in order to make our customers experience a positive one and memorable and stand out. One of the things that I coach people on, because oftentimes you mentioned the word being comfortable, like we want to be comfortable on camera and that I, I want people to not confuse being comfortable with being natural, because if, if when I see people starting to say, well, I want to be comfortable. I want to just be myself. And that, you know, comfortable is like, you know, I'm going to get kind of comfy. I'm sitting back. This is me. This is me. I'm natural. And then our energy goes down and our face gets very blank and our voice gets very monotone. That does not read on well on camera because the camera already takes away a percentage of your energy. So we have to actually bring more energy to, to the camera and so if you start focusing on being comfortable, you are taking, you're taking off another chunk of energy and that's not how you're going to connect with people. So I don't, I don't mean you have to be uncomfortable on camera, but you have to understand what's appropriate for this environment. And it is kind of you at a heightened state. It's getting to that state of 
I can't wait to talk to this person. And, um, you know, I'm really excited to be here and meet them and share this. That's the type of energy we need to bring. And then you need to learn how to speak in the confines of this frame. You need to bring all that energy, all that meaning that you, you know, that expression you used to bring with your whole body when you were in person, it has to be conducted and, and conveyed in this small frame that we have. And that takes practice. That takes practice on the body language. That takes practice on the eye contact. You need to develop some muscle memory around what, you know, you don't need to, you don't want to be talking to a customer and go, okay, am I in, in or out, in or out? And you certainly don't want to be checking your own image, right? So all these things take practice and they're all kind of separate skills. And so uh, I, I see people struggle to do them all at once and then they get frustrated. So in the book, I take people through like, you know, master this first and then move on to that. And it's really relearning some of the things we thought we knew for this virtual world and their important skills. And the people that learn those and start to embrace them are, are the ones that are really going to stand out and, and, you know, make those connections, especially as we go into hybrid world and suddenly salespeople are competing with vendors who are maybe getting face-to-face -face with their customer. So you have to think, how do my, how do my virtual skills stand up to that? Yeah, that, that is a fantastic point. And, uh, you know, you, you mentioned a lot throughout that last response about the customer experience and, and thinking about the energy that you're bringing to that conversation to keep them really engaged. And I think that's a great point that, you know, if you're also matching that up against people who might be having in-person conversations, how do you show up and be able to create a memorable experience over a virtual environment as well. So digging into, into that piece a little bit more, uh, I think the last time that we had a chance to connect was kind of at the beginning of this whole move toward virtual selling last year. And you know, in the last year and a half, something that I know we've all become familiar with is this concept of Zoom fatigue or video conferencing <laughs> fatigue. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that's something, you know, many of us can resonate with, but, you know, it's also something that, that we can overcome and that we can uh, do something about as sellers to be able to create those memorable experiences. So I'm curious, you know, from uh, the perspective of maybe having a customer that maybe is experiencing a little bit of that fatigue in a conversation, uh, maybe they have their video off or something along those lines. Um, what's your advice for how, as a seller, you're able to really create that connection and, and keep people engaged in those virtual conversations? Yeah, that is one of the biggest challenges that came out of my work with salespeople virtually was like, gosh, people are so passive. How do I how do I get them to engage with me? And, and many of them aren't on camera anymore, like you said. Uh, and that is sadly a function of how awkward and uncomfortable video calls and meetings have been. People don't want to show up and let it show in their face that they're not interested or paying attention. So that's the mindset people are coming to virtual meetings with. So you have to you know, think about that, what that means. So uh, certainly when people don't have their camera on, that's it shouldn't impact our energy and you have to let it not impact your energy. It's not going to impact their experience. So don't worry. That does not affect their experience because they don't know. They just, but they know that you're on and they'll feel like 
you know, they'll feel engaged if you're engaged, if you feel engaged with them. So you have to let go of this idea that you need to physically see your customer to be engaged with them. And that's a, you know, that is a very specific skill set. So understanding that and then knowing also that people come to these meetings in a very passive mindset uh, that's been repeated, uh, you know, over and over by, you know, hundreds and hundreds of salespeople. And what we need to do is understand that that's the expectation and not be so freaked out by it because salespeople are like, oh my gosh, they're so passive. And we instantly think they hate me, they're bored. Uh, they want to be off this call, right? We go to the worst possible place. And instead of understanding, okay, people are going to be passive. What can I do to break that pattern? And the first thing I tell people is you need to, first of all, drop the wishful thinking, which is, hey, I want this to be interactive. So please, you know, ask questions as we go, because that's just white noise to customers. They're like, uh-huh. And they won't, they won't <laughs> ask one, right? So that means you have to take control of it. You have to be responsible and you have to plan that interaction and you have to break that pattern that they're coming to the call with, which is I'm going to just sit back and listen and let you put on your show. So I have to get them engaged right away because I am training my audience, how I expect them to interact with me. And if I don't engage for, you know, seven or 10 minutes, um, I'm going to have a hard time getting anything out of them. I also have to understand that there is just because I can't see them doesn't mean that they're not engaged. And what happens, what I see salespeople do over and over is because people are more passive, we just keep talking. So you see, you hear these long monologues on sales calls because we're so afraid to stop because we know nobody's going to answer. It's going to be really uncomfortable and awkward. <laughs> and so we keep going and we just create the self-fulfilling prophecy where people are like, oh my gosh, you know, this is horrible. So you have to be you have to get in the mindset that just because I can't see someone doesn't mean they aren't listening, smiling, nodding their head. And you actually, you know, that's an acting technique. This is as close to acting as you will get when your customer is not on camera is you have to see them respond, act as if they have responded in a way that's, that's most appropriate. So if I say something funny, I'm going to assume that they're, you know, smiling or going, Oh, that's silly or whatever. Um, most people are going to have normal reactions, right? And, and most of the things we are, we're saying are going to be so inflammatory or controversial that they could go one way or the other. And so allow space for that reaction, even though you can't see it. Um, you know, visualize it. Imagine somebody going, huh, or, mm, or that's interesting. And then that gives you the energy to continue like, yeah. So another thing we can do that I think you'd find interesting as well is X, Y, and Z. Um, so what we're doing is we're creating a dynamic conversation. And that's one of the things that's also missing in video in virtual uh, conversations is that traditional communication loop where we say something, our listener receives it and they respond. And then we feed off that response and, and, and we get this constant, you know, train of information. Well, when your customer isn't on video or there's, or particularly passive, you don't get any response. Right. And so that is when panic sets in and we start to, you know, do all these, you know, sh we throw out a bunch of stuff or we jump ahead or we keep checking in over and over. Like, does that make sense? Does that make sense? 
and drive people crazy, right? <laughs> so it's, it's very important to have these skills for those type of moments because they happen all the time. And right now people really aren't prepared for them unless they just have toughened themselves up and go, okay, I'll just ignore it. But, but they may not be responding in a way that encourages their customer to engage with them. Oh, absolutely. I, I think you brought up some great points about overcoming some of our own assumptions about how people are, are reacting and responding to things. So that is fantastic advice. Uh, Julie, my last question for you, I know no one has a, a crystal ball by any means, especially in today's business landscape as, as things are changing so quickly, but looking ahead as, as we're moving now into 2022, um, and you mentioned you know a little bit of, of how the selling environment might be changing, um, I'm curious what your biggest piece of advice is for salespeople today to really be able to show up for their customers in an authentic way as, as we move into 2022. Sure, sure. Well, first of all, I'd start by saying it's only it's not going to feel authentic at first. All these things that I teach, it's it's going to feel like wrong, right? It's going to go against everything you've been taught to do face to face. That doesn't mean it can't be authentic uh, once you start to internalize these skills, just like you've learned to type, just like you've learned to ride a bike. So don't be put off by that. Also, we have just barely tapped into what's possible in terms of connecting through video. We've turned on our camera. That's it. That's all we've really done. If you look at, I want you to, to watch um, personalities on TV, whether it's a reporter, an actor, or even like a, a Peloton instructor, notice how engaged you feel with them. How, you know, there, there are experiences I've had where I feel like that person is right in the room with me. I don't know them, but I feel like they're talking just to me and they're talking to a million people. That is not magic. That is not something they were born knowing how to do. That is an actual skill that you can learn. And I think we're going to see this increase in, you know, a, a small percentage of people that are going to master that and they're going to be deadly competition for you. Right. So I think in 2022, it's kind of either get on board or or you're making your life harder, right? By fighting this and going, I'll just do the bare minimum to communicate on camera, um, you're gonna be left behind. So it's, it's a, an investment in yourself and in your future to have these skills. Uh, so I would not wait. Mm. Wonderful advice. Julie, thank you so much for sharing all of your insight with our audience today. I know I always learn so much from our conversations and cannot wait for our audience to hear all that you had to say as well. All right. Thanks, Olivia. So great to be here with you. Fantastic. Well, to our audience, we do definitely recommend that you go pick up a copy of Julie's latest book to learn more about all of these things that we talked about today. We'll include a link to that in the description below. And thanks so much for listening. For more insights, tips, and expertise from sales enablement leaders, visit salesenablement.pro. And if there's something you'd like to share or a topic you'd like to learn more about, please let us know. We'd love to hear from you.